Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Advice for making, keeping, and protecting your money. Coming up. Today on Watching Your Wealth, how to speak to your parents about their estate plan. Sit back, relax, and grab your earbuds. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, while you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Avi Kestenbaum is an estate planning lawyer and partner and Melter Lippi, and he's here to give us some tips on how we can speak to our parents about their estate plan. Welcome, Avi. Thank you for having me here. My pleasure. Avi, so this is a really touchy subject for some families, and so you say we must start from a position of respect of our parents first, right? Absolutely. The whole concept of, of estate planning uh, which includes transferring wealth, also includes uh, unity, uh, strong family relationships, and it has to start with respect. And children, when they speak with their, plan- uh, their parents about estate planning, uh, it has to be done with dignity and respect. Their parents may be elderly, may have some fears about giving up control, and children must remember their parents are always their parents. Right. So you don't want to necessarily speak to them like a child or like an equal. There's always that differential uh, respect you want to show them and think about how it might feel for them. Absolutely. One of the uh, great lessons I was taught was the word child doesn't have an age for it. So a child is a child at five <laughs> and, and at 75, and we have to treat our parents the, with, with proper respect. That's a good one. Now, some parents may think kids are just want to talk to the, about their estate plan because they're trying to get a bigger share of the estate. First of all, what, what do you say to that? And then second of all, if that's not what you're going for, how do you make sure your parents don't think that's what you're going for? All right. So, so as an experienced estate planning attorney, it's probably true a lot of the time that <laughs> the children are trying to uh, yeah. uh, try to get as much as possible. But on the other hand, obviously, Obviously, there are estate taxes and, and other uh, possibilities that may diminish the children and grandchildren's inheritances, and there's no reason that proper planning shouldn't be done. Um, but again, it has to be done in the right way um, and not that children are trying to grab at their inheritances, uh, but instead it, it's a conversation and it's something the parents should actually enjoy uh, if they love their children. So you're talking more about having the conversation revolve around taxes and tax planning versus I want that. Absolutely. The conversation is about, hey, mom and dad, we love you. We want you to be around forever. We don't even need to know your business necessarily if you're still young and spry and know what you're doing. But have you spoken to your lawyer? Have you tried to minimize the taxes unless you want um, a lot going to uh, Uncle Sam um, hey, why don't you do some planning? Uh, it's only beneficial to the family. That's a good point. You don't need to know your parents' actual number, so to speak, but knowing that they have a game plan is what's most important. Exactly. In fact, I don't even think it's healthy that children know exactly what their parents have. Mm. Um, again, maybe when parents are very elderly and they need help and they need care, but otherwise, again, I think it um, interferes with the relationship with parent and child, and it's not healthy that the children know everything their parents have. Interesting. That's a good point, and I would think it also depends on the family. Each family is a little bit 
different. Now, what happens if you're the sibling talking to your parents, but you have other siblings who aren't in on that conversation? I would think that could cause some issues. Absolutely, especially if you're the sibling who has the conversation and then uh, you find yourself appointed executor or power of attorney or health care proxy or uh, see a little bit uh, more of the inheritance in the future. So, yes, uh, appearance of impropriety has to be avoided. Um, and um, even in the conversation with the parents, um, the other children should probably know about it. Um, things should be clear. And one really has to go beyond a shadow of the doubt when speaking to one's parents that the other children won't hear about it, won't find out about it, and think that there's some game plan to uh, grab more of the uh, future inheritance. Mm, good point. So how do you do that? Let your other siblings like send them an email saying, hey, I just had this conversation with mom, just thought you'd want to know, or... So, so, Veronica, you made a great point earlier when you said every situation is different. Um, obviously, there are situations where, where one child is estranged and it's difficult to include that child. Mm. It could be the parents don't want one or two of the, of, of the children knowing oh, about yeah. it. But, um, again, it, it is a, a difficult with no perfect solution, but obviously documenting that um, this is being done properly, maybe having an attorney involved or definitely having an attorney involved who can guide the child how to do it in the right way to not only protect a future estate dispute, um, which is, again, a legal dispute, which can get very messy and ugly, but even to interfere with the relationship, the future relationship among the siblings. I would think so much of all these conversations or or the reasons these conversations don't happen is because parents don't want to give up the control. And I think this relates to something you were talking about earlier. But how can you make your parents feel that they are still in control? So the first thing that I do as an estate planning attorney when I meet with, with, you know, parents and clients of all ages is I say to them, do not worry. I understand you need to keep control and there's nothing that I will do that you will lose your control. Obviously, there are some laws and legal issues with transferring assets out of the estate and keeping control, but suffice it to say, I make it very clear from the start Typically, that's how I'm able to gain um, their trust. And it is very important. No one should, should give up control of their assets until the day they're no longer living. That's a good point. It sounds like making, if you're the parent, making sure you've got the right attorney to work with. This is all helpful info. Thank you so much, Avi. Thank you so much for having me, Veronica. My pleasure. And I would love for you to stick around and take our financial prowess questionnaire. Are you game for that? Absolutely. All right, great. You stick around, too. Traveling on business then take us along and stay on track. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for estate planning lawyer Avi Kestenbaum to take our financial version of the Proust. Avi, are you ready? Hopefully. (laughs) All right, Avi. What's the best financial advice you've ever received? Best advice, don't completely trust anybody. And I don't care what kind of suit he or she is wearing and which school he or she went to. We're all fallible and be very careful. Great tip. Worst financial advice. Worst financial advice is probably the the converse, and that is anyone who says, trust me, and says <laughs> over and over again, trust me, and one is just supposed to believe them because uh, they say, trust me. Be, be very careful. Tr- trust has to be earned, and, and again, we're, we're all fallible. Absolutely. Fill in the blank. Money can buy? Love and happiness. Oh, nice. Money can't buy? True love and true happiness. Oh, good differentiate. Now, if you won a million dollars, what would you do with it? 
Okay. Um, firstly, I would be a very good patriotic American citizen and pay my 40% taxes uh, <laughs> to the federal government and yeah. to the state of New York. After I'm done with that, um, I have four young boys and I would put away probably 20% into some 529 college savings plans for them, um, 20% to charity, um, 10% into some additional life insurance, mm. um, also for the benefit of my children. Um, 10% to just safe um, savings and investment accounts and perhaps the balance to uh, pay down some of my mortgage. I like it. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Avi. Okay. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. My pleasure. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.